0: agents podcasts this episode is brought to you by espresso agent the key to success in real estate is confidence especially when it comes time to call prospects espresso agent gives you that confidence with the best for sale by owners and expired contacts delivered directly to your inbox seven days a week up to 90% of our contacts have phone numbers and the most cell phone numbers on the market. Every day, you can dial with confidence when you dial with Espresso Agent. Visit EspressoAgent.com forward slash LabCodeAgents.
1: LabCode Nation. In this week's episode of the LabCode Agents podcast, we talk with Michael Mayer, icon and real estate, thought leader, best-selling author of Seven Levels of Communication, and national speaker who shares insights on growing your business with referrals. This is an awesome episode, and Michael shares his next project due to drop in 2020. So let's get started. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents Podcast. And I could not be more excited today for our guest, who most of you know, who is a very good friend of Lab Coat Agents. He's spoken at several of our events, the author of Seven Levels of Communication, co-author of The Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents, the godfather of housewarming parties, also the host of Referral Mastery Summit, among other events. And by the way, he has the number 12 podcast in the world in marketing called The Referrals Podcast. I think you all know this, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Michael Mayer to the show, my friend.
0: Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Great to be on. And uh, wow, that was a, a rousing introduction. I appreciate <laughs> it. And uh, it, it's amazing what you accomplish if you just keep going. You know, when you called me the godfather, I instantly felt a little bit older. So all good.
1: But, well, uh, th- that, is a, that is a term of endearment uh, what, that I go. give to people who I feel like they are like the orig- the OG of a various, you know, a tactic or a strategy, and everybody who knows you knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, Michael, before we dive into talking about housewarming parties, to talking about the, all the things you, you know, you were an expert on, for for the the one or two people who may not know exactly who you are or where you come from, yeah. can you kind of tell the audience a little bit about your backstory, about who you are, where you come from, how you came up in the business?
0: So quickly, I was a teacher. I was a high school math teacher and coach. I coached three sports, and I don't tell a lot of people. I don't lead with that very often, especially the math teacher. Then uh, in the in the summers, I would build my own curriculum. I I would write for grants, get paid on the grants, and after two summers of writing for grants, uh, my curriculum was done. I was I was pretty much all done. So it just so happened that that year. I ended up buying my first home and the two on-site agents at the new home subdivision kept saying, man, you'd be great in this business. You'd be great in this business. And then when we closed, I saw what they got paid and I was like, Oh my God, they got paid a lot of money just to be nice to me. And it was like, I can be nice to people and I need a summer job. And I also had always known that the way to riches was real estate. I, I had always wanted to invest in real estate. And so I thought, well, I'll get licensed so I can learn how to invest in real estate. That's how that all started. That's, and a, then, fa- that's
1: a fascinating story. I don't think anybody knew that.
0: Yeah. So I, I got licensed and, uh, you know, got into the business that summer. So it, it, that's how I got started. It's, it's pretty, pretty short and sweet. And I think it's probably the story of, of a lot of people. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, and
1: then what kind of took you to where you are today? So obviously you were a real estate agent for how long? And then what what led you to uh, the path of like writing the book Seven Levels?
0: Yeah. So I uh, didn't do any business for about a month and uh, I didn't know where I was going to get my client. I, I had the phone book that I called from. I did door knocking. It was awful. The fifth house I knocked on was one of the top agents in Kansas City. And she... She gave, she used the F bomb literally 35 times in a minute. And uh, she did not like me door knocking her neighborhood. And so I took her advice, which was go away and don't do this again. So, and so what I, I thought from then is like, I got to figure out how to do this. Uh, but I wasn't too worried about it because I was going to go back and teach. Well, it just so happened that I also played semi pro softball at, at the same time. And one of my teammates, Basically, this is how I got my first client. We're in the dugout between games. And Davey Davis, he basically goes, we we're just talking about stuff. And he goes, Michael, well, I guess we'll work with you. I mean, that was, that was how I got my first client. He basically took one for the team. You know, he, he, he didn't want to mess with the camaraderie. That was a really, really good softball team. We ended up traveling all across the United States and Canada to play with that team, but he, he just didn't want to mess with the camaraderie and just, and, and, you know, in most people's mind, realtors are a commodity. So he just took the one that was closest to him at the time. And that happened to be me. And so I worked with Davey and Vanessa Davis and, uh, I remember walking through homes, praying that they would not want to make an offer, which is not good in real estate. When you're, I mean, I I literally showed them five homes and talked them out of all five homes because I didn't want them to write an offer, because I I was about to be like exposed as as a fraud. I didn't know how to write a contract. I'd never seen a contract. I had passed the test and I had gone to a few uh, team meetings at my brokerage at the time and that was that was the extent of my competency which was zero so anyway i showed him five homes showed him another five homes and then a new home subdivision was going up in western olathe that new high school new middle school new elementary school like all the amenities like a growing burgeoning area and by one of the top developers in the city with three of the best builders in the city So I remember going through the model homes and I immediately started sweating when Davey and Vanessa walked through the homes because they were hugging each other. They were like so close. They were like putting their furniture in the model. You know, they were, it was just like all the buying signals. And all I could think about was my real estate career is about to end before I, before I get my very first contract. And uh, so we went through the four models and we went back to the, the, the garage of the main model, and there was the two desk, and at one of the desks was a, a a lady, and she goes, Well, what'd you guys think? And Davy and Vanessa are like, We love them, you know, we love it. We especially love the third one. And so, you know, right to all negotiation strength is gone. So, and then she goes, Well, do you want me to write it up? <laughs> and I go. Yes, I do. (laughs) I want you to write up that contract and I want you to make sure you dot every I cross every T because I'm going to read every word in that contract because I was because I'd never read one before. And so she wrote it up. I put one little thing in there and this was straight from getting lucky by going to the team meetings is I said, uh, we have to do inspections. And she looked at me kind of funny, and I didn't know it at the time, but nobody did inspections at that time on new homes. They just, you know, the city did an inspection and the builder did an inspection and everybody thought everything was okay. Well, I said, no, we're gonna have an independent third party inspection during this uh, process. And, you know, lo and behold, we got the contract. It's funny enough that I I got another client probably within four weeks and I went to write an offer. I actually wrote it on the builder's contract. So even though it was a residential resale uh, deal and the other agent was like, what is this contract? You know, it wasn't even the KCRER uh, real contract. So it sounds like I was really stupid and that's probably very accurate. <laughs> so, so we got, here's what's funny though, is, is two weeks before closing, we do the inspections. Well, lo and behold, the builder left out a column in the basement, a support column. Now, to be perfectly fair to the builder, it was an optional column. It, it, the span was such that, you know what, you can either do it or not. But the inspector said, you should probably really put one in. Well, good job on the builder. They put one in. They, they dug it. They dug it out, put it in the column. Well, Davey and Vanessa were having nightmares about their house falling in on them. Uh, without the column and now there was a column and who looked like a hero you know the idiot right like me and uh so it was a story and we still talk about that and so it was interesting they thought I was a hero it was a story we could tell I told it all the time trust me and then 30 to 45 days after their closing I didn't have any other clients so we had the closing uh and and one thing that softball players love to do is, is party. So I decided a great excuse to have a party was Davy and Vanessa got a home. So we had a house ring party for Davy and Vanessa. I took really crude looking invites, put them on the mailboxes uh, of the 20 neighbors, and we invited our softball team. They both invited people from work, they invited their family, and we had about 45 people at their house ring party. And I got 11 referrals from that very first ring party. Whoa. If we had the system in place that we had later, I probably would have got 25 to 30, maybe even 40 referrals from that.
1: Holy cow. And yeah. there it began.
0: That Exactly. I mean, I went from not busy to overwhelmed in 24 hours. It, and it was awesome. And a couple you know, one couple, what Vanessa's parents had to sell and buy, uh, another person was looking to buy. So it, it was, and, and it was amazing. This event was amazing because everybody was like, I mean, of course, Davy and Vanessa were telling the column story. And of course I was telling the column story and, and, you know, we were drinking beer. We ate pizza. That's as formal as it got. And uh, we had a good time. But what was amazing to me is that everybody were congratulating Davy and Vanessa as they should have been, but they were also congratulating me. And I had never really felt that in a work environment in my life. Now, as a teacher, it's kind of a thankless job as is. And we won a lot of games. And people were like, you know, there's a high five. But I felt like coaching was almost like instinctual. It was almost like, you know, easy. And then doing something in the business world was like this big, scary thing. And that moment was very big for me because it was like, you know what? I can do this. Not only is there a extrinsic financial reward with this job, there's also this intrinsic emotional reward with this job. I did something good. It felt good. And I got paid a handsome sum for doing I was finally being paid what I was worth. When I was teaching, you know, I was getting paid less than the guy down the road I would show up at 6 a.m. for study hall, have class, teach class or, and then coach sports until nine o'clock at night. And I was getting paid less than a guy down the hall who showed up at 905 for a 915 class, left at 305 when the bell rang at three. And he was getting paid almost twice as much as me. And it's like, how does that even make sense? So man, that was that was a diatribe. Teachers, I freaking love you. Like, I mean, if you're a teacher and by the way, teachers make great realtors.
1: I was so. just—I was just, just going to say—you actually just made a nice, compelling sale to real or to teachers uh, to get into real estate on the side. It's actually, a yeah. and I we great I know so yeah, it makes exactly a great summer
0: job, and it can
1: end up become becomes a career later on, I guess.
0: Yeah, and and teachers, nurses, bartenders, waitresses, waiters make great because they have a servant's heart. You know, they do it for the servant. You know, that's the thing is too many people get into real estate to make money. Well, the, the, the problem is people can smell your commission breath from a mile away. So they, it's very repelling or repulsive. And in this case, we're doing it to help people. And then we're getting paid as a sidelight. The, the, the income is a byproduct uh, to our service, to the thing that we would do anyway.
1: So. I love it. I love it. Okay, so uh, that's a phenomenal story, by the way. Let's let's fast forward. And so then, what led to you know what what was that that moment where you just said you know what I'm going to write a book and I'm going to call it Seven Levels of Communication? How, how'd that come about?
0: So so I did housewarming parties uh, the first year, uh, and then within twelve months, I did thirty-seven transactions, all wow. through housewarming parties or open houses. I did do open houses. I did a little bit of floor time. I might have got a client or two from that, but most of it let, was let housewarming. Me-
1: let me ask you real quick about yeah. the housewarming party. Yeah. Was that preconceived? Like, did you know going in, like, this is going to be my thing? Or did you just, did you have that first one by accident? And then did you then have the, that, that moment, that light
0: bulb? Like, holy crap, this is it. This is it. That was it. And and not only that, but, uh, you know, 37 transactions, I think 30 of them were buyers, So, which is very common in the real estate. Usually when people get in, they do work with buyers originally. So I became literally, and I mean, I had people at that thing. They're literally like, I need to buy, I need to buy a house. I'd like to get in like a home like this in the next 30 to 45 days. So I'm like, okay. And I was, and and I was like, and I'll throw a housewarming party for you. And they were like, oh my God, that would be great. This is fantastic. So I became the agent who threw housewarming parties. That was my thing. That was my That was what I, that was my differentiation point was when you work with me, you don't just get a home, you also get a housewarming party. And, and that, uh, that spread very quickly. It became a talk about in, in 7L, in the 7L system, we talk about, talk about that you need to have something that is a talk about what, what can people talk about when it comes to you and your business? And you need to have these things uh, to spread word of mouth and to get referrals. And, And it needs to not be talk about something crazy or ridiculous you did. It needs to be something that was genuine, generosity, appreciative, loving, that kind of thing. So 37 transactions. And then the next year I did 87 transactions. And then my third year, I did 187 transactions all on my own. So all I did was work. But I did 187 transactions. I didn't even know I did 187 transactions till the end of the year. And my broker told me that I did 187 transactions. Were I, you just, still I teaching? was working. I was not. Okay. So the 37, that next summer, I was so busy that I told, uh, after my fourth year of teaching, I told the school that I wasn't coming back. Wow. And that was, a, that was a really hard moment because my dad was a teacher and a coach as well. And it was one of those where like, I knew they were going to be pretty mad, but something happened the year before that that made it a lot easier for me to do that. Long story short, I was in for a bigger job as a high school football coach, head coach, and basically had the job. And my AD basically submarined me and uh, said some bad things because he wanted to keep me. And, And so it was one of those where it's like, you know, It is what it is, but all it did is made it easier for me to jump into real estate. Wow. Yeah, it kind of backfired on me. Everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. I was devastated. It was my dream job, or at least I thought it was. Sure. Of course. Yeah.
1: I love it. Okay. Carry on. Carry on with the story about uh, how it led to the book.
0: Yeah. So uh, after we did 187 transactions, Brad Korn had been dragging me around to these REMAX conferences and the Star Power Star conferences. And uh, it was like, I didn't know this existed like this world of going and masterminding and sharing. This is why I have conferences to this day because it shows you what's possible and it gets, it forces you to work on your business instead of in your business. And, and the biggest movers in my business were going to conferences that, that, that propelled, that would, that was quantum leap every time I did a conference, every time I went to a conference. One of those was star power, Howard Brenton. He he basically approached me to be a star power star. He had a list of 100,000 agents. Now realize this is way back 2000, you know, 2000, 1990s, 2000 and into 2010. Well, he passed away in 2010. But the big thing is that Uh, when he, I was the star power star of the month in January of 2005. And that, that blew up my phone, that blew up my email to the point where it was overwhelming. I probably got 10,000 emails or calls within the first three months. Everybody wanted to know how the heck are you doing that? I didn't even know what I was doing was special. Well, they would ask about the house ring party. And so I'd I'd send them an invite or something. I'd send them an answer, but I knew I was sending them an answer, not the answer of how to get 200 transactions with referrals. So I knew I needed to write a book. But like a lot of people who need to write a book, I didn't write a book because I was busy and it felt like this huge daunting task. On December 18th, 2007, so realized for two years, I had not written a book. December 18, 2007, I flatlined. I had knee surgery, and then I got seven blood clots. I had Holy three God. that went into each lung, and then I had one that passed through my heart, killed me for 37 seconds. Luckily, I was in the hospital when I flatlined. I actually heard my own heart flatline. I actually Holy heard, the, heard the monitor go flatline. And uh, I was resuscitated by the head nurse at Olathe Medical C- Center. Thank you, head nurse. Olathe. Wow. And uh, so they wheeled me down to surgery to put in a temporary pacemaker. And the doctor called my wife. And, and you know, it was a very emotional moment. I was crying uh, because I, I d- didn't really know what was going on. Then I realized what had happened. And the nurse told me, like, we about lost you there. You know, stay with us. And so very emotional moment. that night. In intensive care in the ICU area of Olathe Medical Center, on a napkin, hospital napkin, I outlined what would become the 7L, the seven levels of communication. And uh, within a an, uh, couple of years of writing, editing, tweaking, I wrote it as a nonfiction first. And I kept thinking to myself, what I really love to read are stories. So, uh, then I converted it to a story and it took me another nine months to, to make that happen. Uh, but I have to tell you, I was writing the book, I was making it a story. And there were times when I was, I was like, I loved what I was reading so much that I had to stand up and, and walk around the house. Cause it's like, oh my God, people are going to love reading this, you know, cause I was loving reading it, and I'm an avid reader. I've read over 5,000 business books. So anyway, so there we go. And came out on October 13th of 2010. And, uh, you know, the rest is history, I guess. You We've can't, been number you, one for uh, over nine straight years now on Amazon.com and the real estate sales. I which, I mean, the book's a miracle. The, the, it, it came out of me sometimes like like right now. You know, I shake my head that that it the book is a miracle. It, for a book to be number one for nine years in real estate sales, over 800, uh, you know, reviews it's 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 you know nothing short of amazing well
1: that's a fascinating story i mean and you know obviously just coming back from what you came back from then to have of course the story behind writing it on a napkin i mean come on that's just like that's a movie right that's how that's how they create movies i'm surprised they haven't made one about you yet
0: yeah well i i think we're waiting for tom cruise to gain a little weight (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's great. I love like it. Like who would play you in a movie? Well, me. I would play me in a movie, right?
1: Yes, that's right. That's right. That's fantastic. So, uh, what year did the book come out? 2010. 2010. Awesome. Yep. And then so that was a good time too because that was yeah. right when real estate was starting to rebound. So, I think timing is yep. everything. I mean, that has a lot to do with it.
0: Well, and here's the other thing is is I had my best year ever in 2009. And if you remember, you know, what was going on in 2009 is uh, it was the worst market in Kansas city history. And we did the most amount of transactions we've ever done. And, and it's like, we had our best year ever when the market had its worst year ever. How does that even make sense? Everybody else is getting out of real estate or worse. And, you know, I'm sitting here busier than it. Well, people are going to go to who they trust. And it became a, a whisper that I think I need to sell my house. And, and there, they were going to go to somebody who they could trust that was going to make it private and confidential. And that was, uh, we had, I have to tell you, I probably let a hundred referrals fall through the cracks in 2009. I, I could not physically keep up with the number of people that were coming. I, I would refer out in my own market and it was, uh, it was, it was nuts. But I remember going to Howard Brenton's retreat. We had a star power retreat, and Howard. Everybody's talking about like, how can I? All the stars. I mean, these are people doing two hundred to five hundred transactions, and everybody's talking. I mean, it's like doom and gloom. Like this is a room with a cloud over it. And he's 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 like, you know, what other questions do we have? And he and everybody's like, well, how can I make some money today? And people are like, is anybody else selling all their stuff? You know, so it was all these. And he goes, listen, is anybody in this room? Is anybody's business up? And in the slowest hand raise in the history of the world, I went like this. And I said, you know, we're up 65 units so far. And he, he goes, all right, I want everybody to shut up. Michael, come up here. And tell us what you're doing. And so I told them what I was doing. And hopefully some of them incorporated the house ring parties. And hopefully some of them incorporated the events we were doing. And hopefully somebody, you know, we were doing a lot of one-on-one management. We were doing a lot of, we were doing a lot of relationship building. So.
1: I love it. So, you know, obviously that has led to a number of things, um, which by the way, let's, let's go ahead and plug it because you talk about Miracle, you obviously had the fortunate opportunity to spend a lot of time with hell Elrod, who yeah. has been a guest on the show, is an amazing human being, yeah. and so you guys co-authored Miracle Morning for real estate agents. Talk a little yeah. bit about that.
0: So you know that's the power of relationships. Is uh, we had a mutual friend who suggested that Hal do a line of Miracle Morning books, Miracle Morning for blank. Well. You know, it just so happened. He goes, the first person I'd talk to is I'd talk to Michael Mayer and I'd do a real estate book. So uh, we connected and uh, had a great conference. I was very, very hesitant uh, because it was it was so like over here, you know, it, it, it does include the four or the the rituals that I have in 7L, the four enriching rituals. And one of those was a morning ritual. So it, it was a nice little easy spinoff. Uh, But then they were like, well, we want to do it just like the Miracle Morning. And I go, I can't do it. Any book I'm going to do from now on, it's going to be a story. Well, to this day, Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents is, is the only story in the series of all the Miracle Mornings. And I wrote it as a sequel to 7L. So people wonder if Rick and Michelle got together. They wonder all these different things. Well, we answer some of those questions while opening up some other questions uh in Miracle Morning for Real Estate. Agents. So okay.
1: okay. So you just teased something there. Is there something else coming? Is that yes. Uh,
0: awesome. Yes, one hundred percent. I'm working on it right now. As a matter of fact, yesterday I spent about eight hours on the next book. And uh awesome. once again, I'm running around the house like a like an excited twelve year old that just cannot wait for this to it'll come out September, October of of twenty twenty.
1: And fantastic.
0: uh it's i uh, I'd love to get it out before that, but it's just, that's not going to happen, you know, cause I'm a wow. perfectionist and I've got to make it a story. So, so what, what was that, what was that date was, again? What was that date? Uh, October 8th through the 10th will be the formal launch of the next book, which Oof. is unnamed right now, right? But that, it's going to be the one to many approach, you know, 7L in my opinion is the greatest book on how to go from relationships to referrals in a one-to-one environment, one-on-one. It's about how to build a really strong relationship with one person at a time, which is key, which is huge. And for those that are steady and dependable type of people, rather than straight to the point or social and outgoing, those that are steady and dependable and cautious and perfectly accurate, like 7L is the manual for them because they know that building one relationship at a time is the way to do it. Well, we, you know, there's a piece of Seven L I couldn't fit into Seven L, and that was the one-to-many approach. You know, we have this this leverageable, scalable side to the Seven L system. I just mention it in Seven L with the house ring parties and Jay's events that he does. But this one will be the manual on how to leverage and scale referrals, how to get lots at a time uh, instead of instead of just one, right? So, the subtitle I think right now is Go From One to Many. I just haven't decided on the title yet.
1: I love it. You heard it here first, Lab Code Agents. That's right. This is coming right. soon. This is coming later this year. This is exciting. And there's a yeah. lot of people who obviously you know, your book is Bible. And so, yeah. um, I think this is, that's exciting. I'm glad that, uh, we didn't, we didn't even plan this. So this is, this has been good. It's been a good no, we're
0: just riffing here, right? We're just telling stories. I've, I don't know if I've ever told all these stories in, in one session before. You know,
1: it. I feel like, you know, again, a lot of people know you, a lot of our guests may, they may not know these people and they yeah. know you. And I think it's more fun to get behind the scenes, behind the curtain, get to know these people, Uh, because like I said, when you have godfather status, like I've now bestowed (laughs) upon you, uh, it's, it is good to get to know these people, you know, to get to know people like you behind the scenes. So let's, let's get a little tactical for, for the audience about 7L. So if you haven't read it, you should stop, not, don't stop listening to this podcast, but as soon as this podcast ends, you should go on Amazon and you should buy it. Yeah, but let's talk a little bit about you know let's let's give the audience like a couple of tactical things that they would take away from that book that they could also take away from this podcast right now.
0: Yeah, so one big thing is hopefully the housewarming parties, right? And uh, we do have an event kit for that. It is the ultimate event kit. You can get it at housewarmingparties.com. Go check that out, housewarmingparties.com. It has Tara Carter, Shannon Gilmore's, Darla Evanoff. It has. A lot of people who have done house ring parties, all of their stories and information is in there. It also has what I believe is the ultimate checklist and procedures manual for throwing a house ring party and getting referrals. So house The other part of it, too, is is just just this this whole thought of focusing on one person at a time. Like I do this example when I speak. A lot of times I say, you know, I want you to greet your neighbor you know, I stand them up and I just say, Hey, greet your neighbor. And so they greet, Hey, how you doing? And then I go, now I want you to greet your neighbor. Like they just gave you a folder that has a contract in it. And it's a million dollar contract. And they say, Hey, I don't want 25% for this. I don't want 50%. I don't want 75%. You know what I want? I want you to keep 100% of that commission when it closes in 30 days. Right now I want you to greet your neighbor like they just gave you that folder. Ah! You know, then I go, all right, now I want you to greet your neighbor in a little different way. I want you to greet them like this is your 25 year high school reunion and you have not seen this person for 25 years. You're best friends. You shared everything when you went and left school and they went and left school and you parted ways with separate ways from journey playing in the background, (sighs) you know, you, you parted ways, but you stayed in touch a little bit through Facebook, but this is the first time you've ever seen them in person. I want you to greet them. Like they're that person, you know, almost tears, you know, hugs, And, and it's like, you know, there's so many like that exercise is so powerful because there are so many points to that. Like number one, like how you greet people. Determines your future with that person, right? How you greet people determines whether you get referrals or not. And number one is, what kind of person would you give you a folder that has a million dollar contract in it and say, "I don't want anything. I don't want any money from that. I don't want anything. Just take care of my friends, answer their questions, and show up at closing." Who would do that? And they're like, "Oh, a generous." And some of them are like, "Crazy." They'd have to be crazy doing that. That's that's amazing, you know. And I'm like, yeah, every single referral source that ever sends you a referral is that person. And that's the truth. When somebody refers us, they're not looking for anything. They want us to take care of their friend, answer the questions and show up at closing. And guess what? They don't want anything in return. They just, they just know that their friends are being taken care of. So that's one big point. And then I say, you know, hey, what if, here's the thing, within the next 30 days, you are going to meet the ambassador of a lifetime. You're going to meet the greatest referral source of your life. What's the problem? You don't know who it is. You don't know who it is, right? So you don't know who it is. So here's the thing. How are you going to greet everybody for the next 30 days if you knew you were going to meet the greatest referral source of your life? Well, I would greet them. Like they're the greatest referral source of your life. Well, I'm telling you something you greet people like they could be the greatest referral source of your life. They will live up to your expectations. So guess what? Greet them like they're going to be the ambassador of your life and greet everybody that way. Like it's a reunion, like it, they just gave you a million dollar contract and guess what? You're going to get more referrals. So greet people the appropriate way. I, either it's a $60,000 seller or buyer or a $600,000 or a $6 million buyer or seller, you never know who's going to be your greatest referral source or who's going to come back as Dr. Egan when they bought a $60,000 house from you five years before that. So great. And then, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is really have a, a, a strategy for anything. If If you're going to meet with people one-on-one, then, then I suggest the networking stack at the home core advantage. The networking stack is don't just meet with one person. Meet with three or four people or five or six people back to back to back. They could be 30-minute or one-hour meetings. And then let people know, hey, we're going to have coffee for 30 minutes. I do have another meeting coming in right after that. And then when that happens, let's say it's 1.30 to 2. So when your 2 arrives, you introduce your 2 o'clock. To your one thirty, and you leave. You go to the restroom. You go talk to the hostess or host or whatever it may be, and or you go get the the waiter or waitress to to maybe bring out a drink for your two o'clock, whatever it may be. Leave because the first thing they're going to talk about is what you. It's going to be you. So let them talk about you for a little bit without you being there, and then the one thirty is going to talk the most. They're going to convince the two o'clock about how awesome you are. When you sit down with the two o'clock, you don't have to say anything about yourself, because it's already been said by somebody else, the tri- you know the, the triangle of trust has been secured, it has been implemented. Triangle of trust, just is rather than going direct to people, always look for somebody to introduce you. Always look for a third-party endorsement, look for a third-party introduction anytime. And people are always like, "The people that don't know me, there's more of them than the people that know me." Well. Yeah, okay, but there's a way to go to the people that don't know you. And the wrong way, I have a lot of ideas on the wrong ways, but the right way is to get an introduction from someone you do know, and then you don't have to sell. The, re- the relationship is on accelerator mode because the trust is already established. You don't have to sell anything. You just have to build a relationship. So the stories I could tell on that one are, are pretty incredible. But networking <laughs> stat, home core advantage, just become a regular at a nicer restaurant, Capitol Grill. My place was EBT in Kansas City. It has semi-private room. Capitol Grills have private rooms. Hereford Houses have private rooms. A lot of these restaurants have these little private cubicles uh, where you can, I mean, and just just do it once and see what happens. You're going to feel like a million bucks. Your guest is going to feel like a million bucks. And uh, the waiter and waitresses will treat you differently because you've got that little private nook and uh, do it for lunch. The thing about it is at dinner, it's going to be $150 minimum or whatever it may be. But if you can let the manager know, hey, listen, I'm going to do this on a regular basis for lunch, then A, sometimes they'll waive that and B, they will work with you on, on using that private room on multiple occasions. And then you have now taken a piece of real estate that you can use for a lot of things. You can use it for a board of advisors, for a mastermind, for a team meeting, for, you know, all these different things. And it's a home court advantage. It's, you know, your home away from home, your dining room away from your, your office. And uh, it, it's really powerful because you're going to talk to builders or clients or developers or, or whatever it may be. And they're not going to come to your office. And you don't want to go to their office because you lose some of your power by going to their office as well. So you could get into this man versus man ego crap, or you could say, hey, listen, I've got a lunch at EBT until one o'clock. Why don't you just meet me at EBT at one o'clock? I'll block off one to two for you. We'll talk about your opportunity, what you want to do with your development, and we'll take it from there. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, it's amazing what Moved what influence I had because they would come to EBT, they would be greeted by the host, just like, Oh my gosh, you know, you're a friend of Michael's, you know, and all the waiters and waitresses were asking about Max and, the, you know, whatever it may be. So it's it just, it's just a, it's, it's strategic though, right? It's if, if you could meet somebody really powerful, where would you meet them? Would it be random? Would it be wherever they want to meet? Because that's not the right answer. Or could it be orchestrated? And my whole system is based on orchestrating referrals. No more accidental referrals. It, it's, listen, we are going to orchestrate it. You know, Tara Carter's a great example. 23 referrals at our first housewarming party, 29 at our second, 32 at her third. A hundred referrals were their first three housewarming parties. Why? Because we orchestrated it. And there's people listening to this that are like, I've done five house room parties, never gotten a referral from it. It's not orchestrated. You're just doing it by accident.
1: I love it. And by the way, if you don't follow Tara Carter, we're talking about a real estate agent out of uh, the Fort Lauderdale area in in Florida, South Florida. You can find her, you know you found her if you see the pink flamingos because she's always (laughs) doing that. Exactly. Uh, So let me ask you a question though. When it comes to this, these strategies are not exactly, they're not rocket science, right? Oh. This is just execution, right? Yeah. And so when you, when you do this restaurant strategy and you have this little nook and you have this private area, which is brilliant by the way, um, and, and you, and you also stack when you go. So you have these, you know, you go to an expensive restaurant, you're doing lunch. Are you stacking at those restaurants as well?
0: Yes. Uh, well, it, it depends, right? I mean, in this case, if I'm doing Thursday, Thursday afternoon was my day, 1130 to one, I would have a lunch. And then one to two, two to three, and three to four, I would have these one-on-ones with, with my, my networking partners, my ambassadors, new people that I wanted to make ambassadors. And that's the other thing about this, is early on in my career, I mean, what I knew is, is, you know, the one thing I learned from my first broker was make an appointment. Everything was make an appointment, just make an appointment. So I was like, okay. I can make appointments with potential buyers. I can make appointments with potential sellers. There you go. So buyer's consultation, listing presentation, whatever it may be. And then I was like, what do I do in my spare time? Like, what do I do when I, here's the thing? I need to have appointments with potential ambassadors, the lead generators. That's what an ambassador is: is a walking-talking billboard for your business. So I was like, all right, I need appointments for buyers, appointments for sellers, and appointments for my people who are going to get me more buyers and sellers. So that's what these are. These are mandatory meetings that I have with people who are my unpaid salespeople. And I want to inspire my unpaid salespeople. I want to appreciate my unpaid salespeople. I want to recognize my unpaid salespeople. But I want my unpaid salespeople to know how appreciated they are. And motivate them and inspire them to go and sell more, and I'll that's what these appointments are.
1: Can and and let's get real quick on this because we've got to wrap up here soon. Yeah. Um, if if I'm a realtor listening to this and I'm relatively new to real estate and I'm relatively new to your concepts, yeah. Um, they might be thinking to themselves, "Okay, who are these referral partners? Like, where yeah. should I be thinking about who should I be inviting to these yeah. stacked meetings?"
0: Yeah. So we're we're actually working on something called an ambassador score or an A score, which is going to determine how likely someone in your database is going to refer you. Like who would be the most likely source to refer you? The the very first thing I would think about is kind of calculate your own ambassador score is out of the people you know, who are those that are most likely to refer you? And if they did refer you, they have enough influence that the person they refer would work with you with almost no questions asked. You're probably going to come up with five to 10 of those people. I would start there. And then at your meeting, I would go, listen, I'm looking to grow my business. I want to meet with successful people. I consider you a success. Who should I know? You know, who would you go to for business advice? I'm looking to grow. I want to be successful. I'm hungry, you know, for knowledge and I'm hungry to get better. Like, who should I talk to? Like, who's your motivational speaker? Who's your inspiration? Who's your, you know, who's your advisor and get an introduction, you know? And then, you know, if you get any hesitation at all, acknowledge it and say, Hey, listen, I I sense the hesitation. I want you to know a couple things. One, this is going to be interview style. I'm just going to ask them a lot of questions, no sales whatsoever. And here's the other thing. When I meet with them, tell me, how I can make that meeting the biggest win for you. When I meet with this other person, I will mention you. I will talk about you and your business. Whatever you want me to do, I will do that. But I want you to know this is not about sales. This is not about real estate even. I know, you know, I do real estate. But the thing I want you to know is I'm looking to learn and grow. I'm going to ask them how they became successful. And I'm going to get curious about what I can do to be successful. I love it.
1: I love it. And if if you haven't taken something from this, like, like I said, when we, when we shifted away from the stories and we said, let's, let's talk about actionable things here. And, and a part of those actions were in the story. I mean, this is easy guys. I mean, you, you have a client, you, it starts with one, it started with one for Michael, right? It was one client, one housewarming party that arguably hockey sticked your okay. career. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. amazing. That's fascinating. Yeah, it, so it,
0: it all starts with the right heart. You know, what do I do? I help agents in this case, build event-based businesses on a foundation of love, generosity, and appreciation. And we are strategic around love. We are strategic around generosity. Generosity is just love in action. And we are strategic around appreciation. Appreciation is love in reaction. So things are gonna happen to us. We need to love them. We need to love that those things happen. We're gonna, referrals are gonna happen. We need to express appreciation for when they happen. But generosity is what we're going to do on a daily basis. We're going to live a life of giving massive value first. And then when we get the return, which is going to come, we are going to give thanks in return. And then an overarching is we are going to give back. And that's the love piece of of what we do. So I think everybody that's listening to this, they... They want to build a business on love, generosity, and appreciation. They want to be in alignment with their tombstone. You know, the tombstone isn't going to say number one cold caller ever in 2012. It's not going to say number one in sales in 2020. You know, they're not going to have it. The words that are most mentioned on tombstones are love, generosity, and appreciation. So guess what? Maybe we should build our businesses on the same foundation. And you can. That's the difference, I think, is, you know what? you can do it. I can do it. Like you said, it's basic. It's almost human nature. Yeah. But it is strategic. And the puzzle pieces have been put together for you in 7L and the 7L system. And And I hope they do it. You know, that's the, that's the bottom line.
1: I love it. And the one thing I would say that's not natural, though, is the way you interact with someone or the way you, you know, you greet someone. And I imagine you've got to be probably the most hugged human being in real estate. You might win an award for that because you go teach this. Uh, if, if, if I was, you know, the next time I see you, I'm sorry, dude, you're getting a hug from me because I have, I have to prove myself, right? Bring
0: it on. I'll tell you, (laughs) I'm in. I mean, yeah. And it's so funny is, is, you know, that this is not a humble brag. This is just a statement of understanding of the environment that I teach in is that I get five or six handwritten notes a day, right? Why? A, I write five or six handwritten notes a day. That's interesting that how that equation has worked. But the other thing is I teach on handwritten notes. Yeah. So of course I'm gonna get more handwritten notes than most people, but but there's a, there's something to be said about all that. Handwritten notes are this expression of, of appreciation that's going out to the world. You know, what's funny is is not only do I feel great when I got the handwritten note, but the person who wrote it felt great just sending it. So there, there's a beauty to this and, and uh, it's still in development. It's still in refinement and we're honing it. All the time, and that's 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 you know, it's so funny. Sometimes I'll I'll go, man, Michael, you really have your your shit together. You know, I don't know if you can cuss on this. You but can, you okay go ahead. But but it but it's like then five minutes later, I'm like, you know, I'll get a I'll get a reality check. That's like, okay, maybe maybe I have some work to do. Yeah. So it, it's uh it's life. I love it.
1: I love. It. And in, in this world of automation and text messages and messengers and Snapchat and all this yeah. stuff. Um, it just goes to show you that if you just kind of pull it back a little bit, not that you don't need all that stuff in your business because you do, uh, but it's, it's just go back to the basics and it's powerful.
0: In a world of artificial intelligence, I think what we need is more human emotion, you know, human relation and human contact. I, I think it's this artificial intelligence and boy, I'd like to see some human intelligence too, you know, but it, it, it's, it's, uh. I'll tell you there, there's so much opportunity out there for the people who will do this the right way. Everybody else is going to be lost in tech. All we need to do is support what we do with tech, but it's, it's who has all the money right yeah. now, right now, people have the money now down the road, maybe the computers will actually own the money. I'm worried right. about that. <laughs> but the thing is, is if how do you get money? You serve someone, you help someone. And we need to, we need to keep that focus. We need to keep that in mind. Is that, you know, you're never going to get money from uh, your computer. You know, you're not your computer is not just going to pay you for sitting there or doing something. Uh, People pay you. And uh, that's that, you know, what comes first serve the people. Well, okay, so just live a day, live a life of serving the people every day, and people will pay you. And it's that easy.
1: I agree. And this is something that all of you out there, the conspiracy theorists and the ones who are afraid of technology taking your job, this is how you beat it. This is how you combat it. This is how you block it out and keep it out. Computers would never be able to give the emotion and give the greeting that you can give or host the housewarming party that you can host. Yeah.
0: And use tech. I mean, tech can help you with memory. Tech can help you with your schedule. Like, I don't, I mean, my phone tells me literally what's next and what to do. Like this, this, this webinar, this, yeah, podcast, this yeah. Zoom podcast was, you know, reminded by technology. The other thing, too, is is it, it can help you build relationships. You're going to find out things about your ambassadors and potential ambassadors and clients that you could never find before on here. You can find answers to building relationships on here. You know, the reminder piece alone of our phones is worth, you know, I was talking before is a Chinese proverb is, you know, faint ink is better than the greatest memory. And that's the truth. Write stuff down. It, it, it Do what you say you're going to do is the first step to getting referrals. And it's like, remind yourself, hey, call Jeff on Friday at noon for a St. Louis event. It's, it's easy to do. Hey, Siri, call Jeff on Friday at noon about a St. Louis event.
1: Yes, you guys hear that? That's the first. You heard that one too. One moment.
0: <laughs> Your reminder is set for tomorrow at noon. Tomorrow is um, close enough. We're perfect. Get, we'll go with that. We'll not one hundred percent accurate, but it's all good. We'll go with that. So, hey, I really, I, you know, this is my chance to just say thank you to you and everything that you're doing. Thank you uh, with LCA, but uh, uh, otherwise as well, you're you're kicking some butt in the lending world. And uh, you're also doing this kind of on the side and helping people and and helping others. And uh, you know, it's one of those where I really appreciate the LCA group, right? The lab code agents are there to learn. Yes. There's complaining. Yes. There's venting. Yes. There's tell your broker. Yes. There's the standard question of what CRM should I use? And I get it. But the thing is, is everybody's here to learn. Everybody's here to, 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 you know, they're hungry and, and they want to know what's next, and they want to know what, what's possible. And, and so Lab Code Agents has really provided that, that, uh, that forum and that venue for, for people to do that. And without it, I think the real estate world would be a lesser world. So
1: I appreciate that. And yes, and Tristan deserves most of the credit, obviously Nick as well. But I mean, you can't come from a more servant heart than than Nick than Tristan Ahumada does. Yeah. Um, he's an amazing human being so all right as we wrap up let's uh, let's plug some things here for you like what kind of events do you have coming up so yep. you li- you like what you heard today um, Michael is accessible to you so there are events there are various things that you can you can consume to get more of this so tell them yep. uh, give them some of that
0: yeah I'd, I'd say the first first thing is go to housepringportes.com and and get the download it is not free uh, it, it is it, and what we've discovered is that if people have to pay a little bit for it they actually do it yeah. So uh, we we've, we've created a value around that. You won't have to pay full price. We we've, we've got that all set up for you to to get a little bit of a discount because of this uh, podcast. And the other thing too is is my my penultimate event of the year is the Referral Mastery Summit uh, RMS twenty twenty is October eighth through the tenth. That is where we are launching uh, the new book, or I am launching the new book. But the best thing is everybody who walks out on the tenth of October will have their entire database plan done for 2021. So a 52-week plan, week by week, it is ordered in the way that you want to order it. You can ask questions of people who do different kinds of events, who do different kinds of one-on-ones, whatever it may be, and you are going to build your own 52-week plan for the next year so that you can execute week by week and maximize your referrals for 21. But the thing is, you don't have to wait till 21 to implement it. You can literally write out October, November, and December while you're there and maximize your fourth quarter as well. So uh, I have to tell you, it's the best thing we've ever done. Referral Mastery Summit was, it was an incredible event and people are still talking about it. So you can and check the, it out. And those, and
1: those dates are when?
0: October 8th through the 10th. 8th okay, through 10. okay. Perfect. In Scottsdale, Arizona. It's at the Hilton Scottsdale Resort and Villas. A beautiful venue. Uh, you could stay a couple extra days if you wanted to with your family and, and enjoy the, the resort. Uh, it, it's uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I'm talking about it now, and it's not till October. That's right, or
1: January. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And and I'll go ahead and, and again, remind everyone, seven levels of the communication. If you've not read it, uh, go get it. Uh, if you have read it, read it again. Uh, there's also Miracle Morning for real estate agents. I would highly suggest you guys get caught up on these uh, to kind of prep yourself for what's coming in October. And don't forget the number 12 podcast in the world in the marketing category referrals podcast uh, from one podcast to another. And we're like an aspiring podcast. That's, that's a podcast you want to subscribe to and listen. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Awesome. I, I, I love it. I appreciate it, Jeff, very much. And I hope people take action. You know, what good is this podcast if you just listen to it and it's entertainment at that point. So is this entertainment or is it education? And the only way to tell is what you do next. Go do something. Know you're gonna do, not gonna do it perfectly. You're gonna fail in some way or another. But I've found that with this system, if you fail a little bit, nobody knows, and they still love what you're doing. You know, nobody gets hurt in the process. And uh, you know, then evaluate what you did and take the next step. So, amen. that's, That's the beauty.
1: Amen. Take action, and I'll give you one more piece of of action that you should take: is don't forget if you like this podcast, you know, let us be known. Share us. Share it with your colleagues. Uh, make sure you leave a comment, do all the things to help promote it because it does help us. It does help the podcast and it keeps us motivated to keep going. And this That's is right. uh, this episode is a prime example of why this is so much fun to do. Michael, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you and I'm looking forward to doing some things together.
0: Absolutely. It's been my pleasure and, and thank you for doing it.
1: Thank you, sir. Labcoat Agents Podcasts.